Yo. What's good with the audio? Audio. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, I think the audio is valid. Welcome to episode 104 of Just Another Knicks Fan. Hosted by your host, Jack F. And, you know, another <clears throat> deflating loss by my beloved New York Knicks. Uh, deflating in the sense of, uh, at first, I didn't really... It's the usual Knicks roller coaster, you know, like ah, yo, they they missing like a million players right now, and it's gonna be tough for them to win. So you know, you don't go in there with as much emotional investment. You just hope for the best. You, you know, you just go with the float type shit. You know, that my fifteen, they're playing good defense. Boston just hitting some shit. You just gotta respect it. And then motherfuckers ball out in third quarter. We got a fucking lead. Alright, now I'm in. I'm excited. I'm like, you gotta pull this shit out. Pull out game. Apparently for the Knicks is weak. We never seem to pull these kind of games out. <clears throat> so Knicks pull out game is definitely weak. And I'm like, yo, we might just, yo, we might just be, you know, might just, we might just do something. That was not the case. Uh, in terms of the, in the of victory in totality, it was a great feel-good game. Oh, great effort by the team and all that shit. But, yo, Julius Randle, man, like, can you just will us to victory just one time? Like, like yesterday was a perfect opportunity for, for Julius Randle to will, will us to victory. All right, man, we're down by seven, and he got it to three. He made the shot. Yeah, he might have got fouled on that layup when it was 111-107, and then he shot that layup. No, took that layup and missed it, but he might have got fouled, might have didn't, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, Yo, just, just will us to victory one time, bro. Like, like give me a couple game winners, man. You hit that shit against the Raptors, I probably wouldn't even be like, ah, that's one of the games, you, you know, you could have pulled out for us. Um, this is another example, man. The Bulls game was another example. And, and the Bulls game was probably the easiest one because, yo, it was literally just free throws and not turning the ball over. Um, I think we just decided, we realizing to see that, yo, maybe Julius Randle shouldn't be, like, making the decisions down the stretch. Like, he shouldn't be, like, the point forward. He should be in a position... Uh, that benefits from a play. Like, okay, we're gonna have we're gonna get quickly the ball. Quickly gonna make a decision. And if the ball ends up in Julius' hands to make a play, fine. But he shouldn't be the primary playmaker in the last four minutes. I think that's why the Knicks suffer uh, down the stretch of games is because uh, Julius Randle shouldn't be the primary playmaker down the stretch. He should be uh, in a position to score or put in a position to score, but he shouldn't be the primary playmaker. That should go to either quickly. Um, R.J. Barrett, and maybe not even R.J., man. Like, you know, a lot of players is out. It should be quickly. It should be a point guard or a wing player that should put us in a victory. Uh, uh, that should be a primary decision maker. And, and right now we put Julius in that position. I'm thinking, I think we begin to see that. That's not his strong suit. Uh, the first game against the Bulls, he almost gave that shit away. Um, this one, second one, he did give it away. The third game, actually. Second game, he played, played very good against the Bulls in the second time he played against the third time. He played good too. He played good in both of the last, like the first game, he played like ass for the last few minutes of the game, and he played ass in the last uh, game against the Bulls as well. So the first time he played ass against the Bulls towards the end of the uh, end of the game, and he did against the Bulls in the last game he played against the Bulls. But the second game he played great, like motherfucker bowled the fuck out. And even though he didn't play as well in the first game, but he was making the right decisions. And now the third game against the Bulls. Yo, he just had a great fucking first 45 minutes. 
And then the last three minutes, like, it's just like, yo, people gonna remember those last two, three minutes, bro. And, and honestly, you know, again, that, again, the Madison Square Garden game, we should have had that one, bro. The Raptors won, ah, you missed the shot, fine. But, like, against the Celtics, bro, everyone else is eating. Kemba eating, Fournier eating. So, like, bro, you gotta be able to take us home, bro. And, you know, he wasn't able to do that. Like, I just want some clutchness. In the last two minutes of the game from Julius Randle, man. Like, some real clutchness. Like, game winners type shit. Like, yo, we down five. Fuck it. I'm going to get a... I'm going to score three here. Get an N1 and a layup. And then fuck it. Bucket to tie the game or, or hit the game winner. Like, I need some shit like that, bro. Like, the shit Melo used to do for the Knicks, bro. At least in his first couple of seasons. Game winners on game winners, bro. So, like, I, I'm not saying hit game winners on game winners. But, yo, you could do it every once in a while, bro. Every once in a while, you could hit a game winner for us, bro. Like, it would be nice, bro. Like, we saw Kemba ball the fuck out, as he should have. And Fournier as well. Burks had a solid game. So, like, when they're stepping up, giving you 30 points, 29 points. Yeah, you know, Randall had 20 points. But, like, yo, bro, I need you to be, it needs to be a solid, efficient 20, 25 points. And we're down by four, bro. You got to take us home, bro. And... No, he's not whack. He's making the right decisions. But you know, it just comes down to making shots, bro. You just got to make your shots, bro. Yeah, we made some dumb turnovers down the stretch. Um, They had a couple of easy putbacks. Overall, man, I'm happy with the effort. But it's just with Julius. I just, I'm just expecting more from him now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're that guy. Uh, I'm going to need you to act like it, bro. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, take us home, bro. Against the Raptors, against the Bulls. Um, Yesterday, bro. Like, these three games, you could have took us home, bro. We could have took us home these last three games, bro. Um, but we're not able to pull these out, man. Pull out game weak for us, right? Now, next pull out game is weak, bro. Hella weak. So, uh, Knicks got to work out on their pull out game. And um, see what's up, man. We got the Pistons coming up. We got the Hawks coming up. We got the Wizards coming up. Like, I'm just I'm just looking at these games. I'm just watching them. I got to know, like, yo, we definitely got this one or we definitely got that one. You know, there's the New York Knicks. Every game is always fucking interesting, no matter how you slice it and dice it. That's just the New York Knicks for you. Entertaining team in terms of the game itself. But in terms of W's and uh, um, losses, man, it's a whole different uh, discussion to be had, man. And um, it's tough. It's tough, man. It was a tough loss. We had a, a lot of tough losses like that this year. We were able to pull it out, but we were pulling these games out last year. But like I said, I know it was shorthanded, but we still could have won this game, man. That's the thing. Like, if we're in a position to win, we got to fucking win, bro. And I, I just think with, with like what we've seen, a uh, small sample size, a season and a quarter of a season, well, 30 games is almost damn near half of the season. So... Uh, 30 games out of 80 is like, uh, 32, 30, it's almost 40%. So a season, 1.4 seasons, they're realizing maybe Julius Randle shouldn't be the primary decision maker in the last three, four, five minutes of the game. We need someone on the wings busting moves. Like it could be Alec Burks, Mr. Fourth Quarter last year. It could be quickly. It could be the Rose. We need someone that could fucking get into the paint and make shit happen, bro. We need someone to get in the paint and make shit happen. And I feel like with Julius, like, a lot of times when the double team's coming from the opposite side, sometimes you don't read it properly, and that could be costly. But as a point guard, you know, you're at the middle of the court, you're top of the key, you got an overview of everything. And I think with D-Rose getting to the basket or Kemba getting to the basket or quickly getting to the basket, I really think it will make all the difference in the world. It will make it easier for Julius Randle to make a decision. 
if he should shoot it or take it to the rack or whatever. Just just to put in the ball in his hands and like, hey, man, figure this shit out. I don't think that's the way to go about it um, from what I've seen. I still think he should be a number one option. I just think we got to utilize him different in the last five minutes of the game. I'm not saying he should be on the court. I'm saying we need to utilize him different. Like almost the way we use OP topping, but in a different, like in that sense. But also, um, if we're not scoring, if we're not getting buckets, we're in a drought. Like, yo, I can't make a shot. I mean, not me, but because, you know, if you tie I take, it goes in. So, um, like, if quickly can't buy a bucket, if RJ can't buy a bucket, I know I can buy a bucket, fuck it. Let's dump it into Julius Randle and let, let him take us home. You know, like, that's when I want him to really one-on-one ISO or it's a straight mismatch type shit. Other than that, I don't want him forcing anything, bro. Like, I want him to get his shots on the floor of the game and when he sees the lane, take it. But don't force nothing, bro. Don't overthink anything. And in the last five minutes of the game, he shouldn't be the primary decision maker. This should be a point guard or it should be a wing player. Point guard is in Derrick Rose or quickly or, or um yeah, or fucking Alec Burks or RJ. You know, put these motherfuckers in pick and rolls, man. Stop making this offense so predictable. Like, yo, get Evan Fournier on some curls. RJ Bad, Mitch Rob pick and roll. Like, yo, give these motherfuckers different looks. Let's stop just relying and hoping Julius Randle's going to save us because obviously that's just not the case right now. And uh, in, in, in order for him to to really save us, we need, we need you know, everyone else needs to have a flow too. I feel like last year uh, the Knicks had a better flow as an offense, and this year we're struggling for that flow. And the best way to get that flow is to have everyone touching the ball, um, give Fournier some looks off the screens, um, pick and roll RJ, like, just mix and match, bro. Everybody needs to be involved. And that's just what it is. Uh, obviously, McGrimes couldn't play yesterday. But uh, I don't know why Jonathan Sims wasn't playing. I thought he should have been playing, but I don't know what's really going on with him. Hopefully, he got money and all that good shit. Um, back to Kemba. He balled out. He balled out with Kemba. I seen the stat mute shit when there was like, yo, we were, Knicks was 10-9 with Kemba, 2-7 and seven without him. Etc. Etc. You know, personally, I ain't feel like he should have really been out the rotation. Uh, I feel like there is a change that we need to make, but I don't think Tips is going to do it. Um, it's really to, I think the main change offensively is is, um, I guess utilizing Julius Randle differently, man. Oh, and I guess he sort of got to accept that role too. But um, other than that, man. Like, I don't think that was Kemba's fault. Like, our defense sucks without him, too. Um, it's just an effort thing. I don't know what it is, but something in the water this year, man, that, that the Knicks ain't really killing it on, on the defensive side like they used to. But, like, yesterday, um, they did what they could, man. I wasn't, you know, they did what they could, man. And Kemba balled out. So, if you got someone scoring 29 um, after, like, 10 DMPs, I feel like you got to find some playing time for him, man. Um, he could be that scoring punch, man. And, and you know, like, D. Rose is, is D. Rose, but he's also 33. So, like, there should be nights where we're not burning D. Rose out, man. We got to preserve D. Rose. We got to preserve Kemba. And the best way to do that is, um, I guess, for them to alternate in a, certain, in a sense. I know it's, it's difficult for uh, ro- long-term rotation, like, in the playoffs. Who's really going to play? Who's not going to play? But, yo, they, they need to be utilized, bro. Like, I know we got quickly. We got McBride. He's showing strides on the offense and defensive end. But Kemba's nice, bro. You got to use him, bro. Um, Fournier finally showed out. I feel like you know, people are saying Fournier only showed out against uh, Celtics. But he had a few other good, other good games, too. Um, he's a rhythm player. He's a rhythm player. 
And we got to get these guys some rhythm, man. And Fournier's been 23-point game, 32-point game. He's getting a rhythm, and he's an offensive weapon. We got to utilize him as, as such. And he also needs to be aggressive to be utilized as such. I think also a lot of Knicks players trying to accommodate each other and all that shit. But, yo, man, just get the buckets where it fit in, where, where the flow goes, man. And and we see what's up. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we wake up on Monday or Tuesday and the Knicks are playing the Pistons and then all of a sudden Kemba Walker's in COVID protocol. Like, because that's just the, the way shit been going for the Knicks. Someone has a good game and then whoop, COVID protocol. So, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully we get some guys back, man. Because it's been a hot minute. Like, RJ and Kobe. I mean, RJ and Kobe. RJ and Obi Top have been in COVID protocol for a minute. So, this should be out and, and back in the rotation soon. But um, it's crazy that even Trey Young got it. KD is in COVID protocol. I'm not saying Trey Young got COVID, but he's in protocol. COVID protocol type shit. So, um, it's tough, yo. It's tough. Like, motherfucking Christmas games. I was looking forward to that shit, man. Uh, with with uh the Lakers versus the Nets, and we supposed to have uh Kevin Durant go up against LeBron James, and that's not gonna happen. Kyrie, I'm not sure if he's gonna be back in time because he's gonna need health and conditioning. Uh, he got to pass the COVID protocols, which I'm sure he will. Like the Christmas Day game's gonna be ass now, bro. Like what the fuck, yo? I mean, I, I you never know. What's today? December nineteenth. Young might be back in six days. You never know. He might just uh. Pull the LeBron situation, like without a fake negative test, bro, and then get get them a bunch of positive, I mean negative COVID tests, and then he might be playing on Christmas. Same thing with uh, KD. Hopefully, KD still playing on Christmas. It'll be cool if Kyrie come back. Uh, I love NBA uh, Christmas. I love watching the basketball games, and then it's usually like the Blazers, like they have like the last game, and I'll be so, like, I'll be trying my best to like really watch it, but like I watch like the first quarter, and like. I'll do some other shit. I come back in the third quarter, see what's up. But like, but I, after the Lakers game, because we usually have the Lakers in the prime time slot, you know, for obvious reasons. Yeah, oh, the Lakers. Um, I'll be burnt out, bro. But I'll be pulling through, bro. I'll be pulling through. Uh, I just hate the fact that the Knicks always got to be the twelve o'clock game, son. Like, why the fuck? I got to like, why can't we get a fucking prime time? The only time we didn't have a twelve o'clock game was when we played against the Lakers. And Staples Center. Rest in peace, Kobe. It was the Knicks versus Lakers. It was a lit-ass game, and the Knicks lost. Uh, Melo had, like, 30-some points. Kobe had, like, 30-some points. It was a great game. The Knicks just happened to lose that one. Um, yeah, it really sucks, bro. But, you know, uh, I saw this play. Uh, I thought it was, I, I don't think it was a foul, but it was with Steph Curry and, and Marcus Smart. And Steph Curry, um, yo, he's a fucking, we all know there's an offensive, probably the greatest offensive weapon of all time. And he took a shot from half court, and he got fouled allegedly by Marcus Smart. Apparently, he didn't respect—not respect, but he—he he broke like that imaginary plane between a defender and shooter. But I don't think that was the case, man. Uh, Curry lunged forward because you know he took a half court shot, but I feel like he was doing his regular contested shot shit, and then he fell. But he also Curry had this weird angle, man. Like if you look at it. I don't think it was foul. And, and number two, like the way Curry was contorting his body, his legs, in like all different directions. I, mean, I don't think that was a foul. Like I understand why they called it. If you look at it, like oh yo, he broke the plane, but it's not your, it's not your regular jump shot, bro. Like Curry lunging forward, 
um, OD. So, like, he's supposed to just, like, not contest a shot because he's about to shoot it from half court. And he's going to lunge forward. Like, I, I, I just feel like that should have been called differently. But they called it. And you, know, you, you, you may or email. I think it's you may or email. Pardon me for mispronouncing the name. Uh, email Doka. He got a technical. He was tight. I understood why he was tight. I also understood why they called it a foul, but I really don't think that was a foul. Um, the way that Dor- Yo, Doris work, like I fuck with Doris work. Like, she's cool. But sometimes I just think she be bugging, and I feel that way about every person, man. It's just not her. In this situation, since she was the one announcing the game, I felt like she was bugging. She was like, yeah, yeah, of course it was a foul. I'm like, I'm not sure. The motherfucker was lunging forward. He wasn't in regular jump shot form. So it's not a regular jump shot form. So I think you got to treat it as such. If, if if Marcus Smart broke the plane, I understand. But that shit was just an awkward play itself. Because normally, you know, you're not going to contest a half-court shot. But it's Steph Curry, yo. It's Steph Curry, bro. There's no such thing as a bad shot for Steph Curry. So you got to contest it, man. And... They call that shit a foul, but I looked at it again. I'm like, yo, he's just going to keep lunging forward. You got to give a spader, shooter space to lane and space to shoot. But, yo, if he's fucking... Which is like, how are you supposed to contest his shot in that situation, if that's the case? So I feel like it should have been a no call. And I feel like moving forward, like, that kind of shot should be a no call. The way Curry was, like, lunging forward, uh, knees out, legs out. Weird contortion of the body. I feel like it shouldn't be a foul call. Um, that was just my take on that. I just had to get that out there. And, uh, yo, man, Kemba showed up, Fournier showed up. And it's great to see that, like, yo, what this team could be. It felt great to see this is why we signed them. And I just feel like we got to work harder and smarter and utilize our players better, man, and, and utilize Julius Randle a different way, man. You can't be, I guess, our primary playmaker, man. I think every team has, like, a wing player or, or a point guard, um, they got every team, man. Kevin Durant, you know what I'm saying? James Harden, boom, Nets. Uh, Sixers, shit, I don't know about the Sixers. Nah, Sixers got some motherfuckers, man, you know what I'm saying? I literally, like, every point, like, Trey Young, you know what I'm saying? Trey Young, Chris Paul, uh, LeBron, Curry. You see, like, a primary ball handler type shit. Or someone on the wings, man. And Julius Randle, he's the four. So I feel like we got we to, gotta, you know, our situation is a bit more unique. And we got to work around that shit, man. And hopefully we do. And, yo, honestly, the Giants. I don't want to talk about the Giants. Yo, this is episode 104 of Just Another Knicks fan. And I'm going to head up out of here, man. Go Knicks. Um, go Kemba, too, bro. And go Fournier. We need y'all to uh, give us more consistency on that end. Especially Fournier. Kemba just got back, so I can't even really get at Kemba for not playing. You know what I'm saying? So... But like I said, man, we seen what Kemba could do for us. I just think we need to preserve uh, D Rose and also preserve. Yeah, we got preserve D Rose, man. Um, we seen how lethal he was in the playoffs last year. So we gotta preserve D Rose. We gotta utilize Kemba. We gotta utilize all the weapons we got, man. Stop overthinking this shit, Tibbs. Skirt, skirt. <laughs>